Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. So at the end of the last hour, we are talking about the case of Stephen Horn. We've had Stephen on the program before. Um, he's an independent journalist guy. He's got, uh, he's got a, a publication, a website. Um, gosh, I should have... I should have pulled it up before I, like, news from the triangle or something like that. Um, but he's done uh, he's done a bunch of work on uh, the protests against Roy Cooper's uh, lockdown mandates and all of that. Um, but he was also at the Capitol on January sixth, and he was recording video uh, as a as an independent journalist, and he gets back. After the event is over, it's like two in the morning, and he goes and he uh, he writes some uh, uh, comments on the Facebook. Are you want to say something? Yeah, it's this week in the triangle is what it's called. This week in the triangle. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. This week in the triangle. That's that's why I pay Bernie the big bucks. Uh, he looks up websites for me that I don't want anybody attaching to me. Also, like that's just research. It's just research on the company computers. All right. Um. <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, uh, Stephen Horn is at this uh, is at the riots at, at the Capitol. He records all this stuff and uh, he puts out you know a, a synopsis of what he saw. Definitely not taking some sort of a, a a defense of the violence or the protesters or anything like that. He offers the FBI his video. He posted the video in its entirety. That within 12 hours of the event, so people could see. And he was convicted by a jury for the disturbing the the events, you know, uh, for parading through the government building and all of this. Okay. I got a message from Russ, who says, I have zero confidence that any January 6th defendant, violent or not, will receive a fair or impartial trial. I'm super interested to see what happens on appeal. I'm hopeful the appeals will expose the malfeasance of the prosecution, judges, and juries. Even if there are convictions uh, that are upheld, the sentencing and prosecutorial conduct needs to be rebuked. So what Russ is describing here is what Victoria Sparts, a U.S. congresswoman from Indiana, was getting at in her exam cross-examination or interrogation of U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland in the House Judiciary Committee yesterday. She is from Ukraine, so her, Eng- her English is way better than, well, any other language I speak. Um, but, like, it's, but she does have an accent, and, uh, and it, I don't want to even call it broken English. It's, uh, it's, it's not broken. Let's say it's bent. It's a little bent. It's a, it's a I don't know. It's dented English. It's not, it's not completely broken English, but every now and again, she drops a word or two. And you'll notice it. I'm just giving you a heads up. What, the more you listen to her, the, the, the easier it becomes to understand what she's getting at. 
This is Victoria Sparks. Attorney General, you had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that? That, to me, was the best question out of the hearing yesterday. Are you aware of this? Are you aware that half the country is afraid of you and your department? And I know people bluster, I ain't afraid of nothing. You should be. Everybody should be. Right? Otherwise, what are we complaining for? Because there is a real danger here. People need to be aware of that. And you should be afraid of a weaponized government against its people. What is the purpose of the Second Amendment, right? That's what everybody always talks about when a government goes tyrannical. That is something, just like Washington said, George Washington said, government, like fire, is a useful servant but a fearful master. This is why this question, to me, is the best question. Because up until now, I'm not so sure that people that are running the DOJ, I'm not so sure they are aware of it. And if they are aware of it, they want that to be the case. So ask him. And she does. What's his response? Are you aware of that? I'm just saying, are you aware or not? Uh, I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, It's that not attacks. Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't know. We talk what... about January 6th. Oh, see? Go, oh, Congress people. Just say, I'm not asking. No, it's not about attacks. Just are you aware that, that half the country is afraid of you guys? I would love to know what Merrick Garland would say. I would love to have heard an answer to the question. Spoiler alert, he never answers that question. But, but the rest of her comments are pretty freaking awesome. People, I'm sorry? Yeah, there, there are some people came on January 6th. There are probably were some people that came on January 6th here, you know, that had bad intent. But a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they are sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke in into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government. And I'll show you some other things. We're talking about justice system. I don't question, you're probably not a bad person. I don't know you, but well, I'll tell you, you're in charge of the department. 
and people right now feel. You know, I look at Durham report and I call on the FISA violations of queries of millions of Americans, right? It's like KGB, but when I read Durham reports, we have this, you have a nice, you know, playbook. First, let's have a special counsel, and then you don't have to answer any questions here. Then, let's extend slow work investigation on Hillary Clinton, on Hunter. Everything is slow work. We were very quick on Donald Trump, but you were very slow work. Then, by the time, you know, that investigation and its statute of limitation expired, and all of your agents need to be tested for amnesia. No one recalls anything. Okay, you probably should have as part of your hiring policy. So no one held a Accountable, which was egregious what happened, you know, in that report. When I read about them, I can't believe it happened in the United States of America. This is my frustration. I'll be honest with you. Then, it's very interesting, you know, regardless what it is, even people in Obama administration raise concerns. You know, how can President Sands be serving on, you know, corrupt Ukrainian oligarchs. Do you understand that it actually can undermine the war in Ukrainian effort and policy? I think these concerns were raised. The Obama administration didn't do anything about it. These people are dying right now, and Americans don't trust this president. So you, I want to ask you one thing. You know, as you, you know, I don't need answer because I know you're not going to, but I think you're probably a good American, and you care. And a lot of these people are so afraid they cover up this stuff. I think in your department because they're embarrassed that what we became as a country to say that what our department of justice became. That allows Russians to do propaganda in Chinese. Mm -hmm. It allows them to destabilize our country. Mm -hmm. That is danger to our republic. It is significant danger. And I have just one more question from you. You know, I mean, I agree on corporate crimes and FISA stuff, even with Democrats, that we need to do a better job. One more question for you. Do you believe that, you know, you talk about rights to vote, but do you believe that only U.S. citizens should be voting in this election and doing anything to make sure that only eligible people vote in elections? Yes and yes. Okay, I would like to see that what you do. Thank you. All right, so I wish she had just hammered away at the one question she initially asked, but she lays it all out, and this is what is lost oftentimes. You're asking half of the country to go along with you on your agenda your international agenda and they don't believe that you're anything but corrupted how can you ask people for support to do this stuff you're undermining your own cause hey so real quick hurricane season is here and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies you should have a three-day supply of food water and medicines minimum and carolina readiness supply can help you get started or expand your supply food water purifiers lighting tools first aid kits instructional materials camping and hiking supplies too because being prepared is just smart carolina readiness supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or maybe you're somewhere in between carolina readiness supply can help you in waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out the audio you just heard was from Victoria Spartz. She is the Republican representative from Indiana. The case she makes in her uh, commentary to Merrick Garland yesterday during the House Judiciary Committee is that roughly half the country is afraid. And 
she asks, are you aware of this? And he won't answer. So she's like, I'm telling you this. You need to be made aware of it if you are not. Now, whether uh, he thinks this is a good thing, and that's where I think we actually would have gotten somewhere. I think that line of questioning could have yielded really good returns. I do. Like, are you aware that half the country is afraid of the DOJ? Is that a good thing for the society? That's what I would ask, right? Is that a good, do you think that's a good thing for the society to be afraid that their government is being weaponized against them? Is that a good thing? And he could say no and no disinformation, misinformation. Okay, but this is the way people feel. They're telling me this. So how do you how do you combat that when all the stuff that you guys are seemingly focused on keeps going in one direction and that direction says we feel like you guys are targeting us we're afraid that you've been weaponized against us and your response is no we haven't oh and by the way uh we've seized your bank account you're not exactly you're not exactly conveying uh good faith in this discussion you know She mentioned also the Hunter Biden thing. There was a development I saw yesterday at Politico, of all places. Remember, uh, I focused on this yesterday, like whether or not the U.S. attorney, David Weiss, had the ultimate authority he needed to bring prosecutions against Hunter Biden. And and Merrick Garland kept saying that he did. But then Weiss got blocked by the U.S. attorney in California and the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. How do you get blocked if you've got ultimate authority? And Merrick Garland, whenever he was asked about that, he kept going back to this deflective position of, well, I didn't interfere or intrude on his investigation. But we did have deliberations on things. But I won't talk about what we talked about, but I never interfered or intruded. But we talked. But he had ultimate authority, except when he couldn't bring charges. Clear, right? Okay. Potential tax charges against Hunter Biden hit a snag last year when the top federal prosecutor in Delaware did not get help from his counterparts in other jurisdictions, an IRS law enforcement official told congressional investigators. I suspect this is why people were asking some of the questions they asked, like Mike Johnson from Louisiana, Dan Bishop from uh, North Carolina here. The official is the director of field operations, Michael Batdorf. He described in closed-door testimony how federal prosecutors in California and D.C. declined to assist U.S. Attorney David Weiss of Delaware in charging the president's son. The lack of cooperation caused Weiss, who has long overseen the Hunter Biden investigation, to fret about how to move forward, according to a transcript of Batdorf's testimony obtained by Politico. Quote, I was frustrated, Batdorf said. Um, He was frustrated uh, uh, of the California prosecutor's decision not to partner with Weiss on charging Biden in 2022. Batdorf, heads field operations for IRS criminal investigation, described the tension in a September 12th interview with the House Ways and Means Committee. His testimony sheds new light on the cross-jurisdictional friction that has long complicated the decision about whether and how to charge Hunter Biden with federal tax crimes. Politico reported last week that an FBI agent told Hill investigators that David Weiss, an appointment of Donald Trump's, was stiff-armed by U.S. attorney in the U.S. attorney in Central District, California, and um, uh, up in D.C. Attorney General Merrick Garland 
has said, no, Weiss has everything uh, he's ever asked for uh, to run the sensitive probe. However, two IRS agents who worked on the case testified to Congress earlier this year that they believe Weiss was hamstrung in the investigation and they have their notes to back up that belief. I don't know. If got Politico now doing this, Politico's on board to, uh, to cover this uh, this story. I don't know. Maybe we start to see something break. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. They got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. San Diego County District 5 Supervisor. So it's like a county commissioner, I guess. Jim Desmond has declared that the American immigration system has failed. Speaking to local reporters, Desmond's, whose city uh, has seen an influx of 2,000 migrants this week alone, said San Diego does not have the resources to handle the crisis and said officials should stop the influx immediately. Quote, we're not the immigration department. We don't have these types of resources available. The best cure would be when we're at capacity, stop letting people in for a while. We need a better system. Our immigration system has failed. It is broken. This is not the way to run an immigration system. Once again, I point out, when you don't understand... The outcomes that you are seeing reassess your assumptions. The assumption that uh, uh, Supervisor Desmond, I think, is laboring under is that the immigration system is supposed to work. And I think that is a faulty assumption. It is not supposed to work. The purpose of the immigration system is to employ a whole bunch of people The bureaucrats, the lawyers, the judges, uh, Border Patrol agents, right? So it's a jobs program to some degree. And um, it is a mechanism uh, to uh, control flows. That's it. Not to stop anything, but to control flows. Like, we want a lot over here and a lot more over there and a lot, lot, lot more over there. That's it. Like that's the idea. It's not it's not to it's not to actually keep people out. That's not the purpose of the immigration system. It's not a border uh, enforcement operation. Migrants have been dropped off at San Diego transit centers by the Biden administration. Right? The the federal government and their constellation of nonprofit groups and uh but NGOs, non-government organizations that partner with the feds on this stuff. They're running buses. They're running charter planes. They're doing all of the things that 
DeSantis and Abbott, the governors of Florida and Texas, respectively, were attacked for, and the former Governor Ducey out of Arizona, they were attacked for doing this, for sending immigrants or migrants, which apparently mean the same thing. I, yeah, I thought immigrants were people from other countries coming here and migrants were people from state to state, but apparently, no, I guess now the language is all, it, it's all just the same thing. So immigrant, migrant, whatever, I think migrant is the preferred term now because somehow or another it conveys like less illegality or something. I don't know. But that's the word everybody's using. So when those governors were sending people around the country, that was outrageous human trafficking. But when the when the Biden administration is doing it, then that's acceptable. Bill Wells, the mayor of El Cajon in, I guess, San Diego County. Uh, agrees with this Democrat, Desmond. This is a disaster. Every emergency room is at capacity in San Diego County. Well, we just need like 15 years to, to bend the curve, I think. Every emergency room is at capacity. Do you remember when we were told that we had to stop doing a whole bunch of stuff because emergency rooms would be at full capacity? Remember that? I remember that. Our homeless shelters are full. Resources are stretched thin. The migrant crisis has reached emergency levels. In Massachusetts, Democrat Governor Maura Healey even activated the National Guard to stop the crisis. These states got to keep doing this. They, the border states, they got, they have to keep sending immigrants to all of these uh, sanctuary cities. This problem is not going to get fixed unless a lot of people get hurt first. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But that's the obvious conclusion. The only reason that this story is getting any kind of traction is because sanctuary cities in bright blue, deep blue states and cities, right? uh, They have been forced to shelter. They have been forced to carry some of the costs. They have to, they got to keep forcing the issue. Boston's Logan Airport recently resorted to having families sleep on cots throughout the airport as they wait to enter the state's housing system. In New York, Mayor Eric Adams, remember, he said, I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City, he says. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. 10,000 a month. Eagle Pass, Texas, got 4,000 in a day. They got 4,000. In one day. And New York City is complaining about 10,000 in a month. But don't worry. Maybe. Maybe the administration is actually listening. We have a new announcement. The Biden administration has announced expanded temporary protected status for Venezuela. That means about 500,000 new arrivals are now uh, eligible to apply for work permits. That's going to do it. That'll do it. Yeah, what What better way to stop the mass flow of humanity than to tell people they can get jobs with ease, right? That is brilliant. That's what I mean. It's just, it, All it is is about directing flows. Now we want them from Venezuela. Now we want them from this country. Now from this country. That's what that's what's going on. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas extended and redesignated Venezuela 
for TPS for 18 months following a review of country conditions. About 472,000 individuals are newly eligible and will be able to apply for TPS, which is Temporary Protected Status, so they can get work papers. This is what local leaders across the country have been lobbying for. Did you know that? Because otherwise, the migrants can't work, so they're just here. But if you give them TPS, now they can work, and they'll still be here. See? Duh. <laughs> and, and, and the signal now goes out that even though you've been telling them, don't come, don't come, right? That's what we've been told by the Biden administration, right? Kamala Harris, uh, she's been doing all of the outreach, trying to solve all the other problems in all the other countries to make sure people don't want to come here, right? Because they love it so much there. Don't come, don't come. But if you do come, there'll be jobs for you. We'll give you some work permits. Business groups and immigration advocates have joined state and city officials to demand that Biden expand TPS, saying that getting migrants to work would allow them to move out of shelters and start their lives anew. So they'll be out of the shelters. By the way, where do they go? Will they be moving into apartments and houses, maybe? Do you think that might put any kind of a crunch on the housing shortage that we currently have? What do you think? Hmm? Millions of new people now get to work. Now we're going to look for homes. Hmm. Yeah. Just flow over there. Flow over there. New York Post's editorial board, I thought, uh, had a good piece today. Headline, don't blame migrants. It's Biden's open border plan that's fueling hardship. This is one of the points I've made in 20 years talking about this illegal immigration problem. Illegal immigration problem. And there are a lot of problems with the legal system, the legal immigration system as well. Don't get me wrong. But the illegal immigration system is a, it is, uh, it is marked by people making rational decisions. The people who are leaving these terrible countries, as Donald Trump might describe them in less than flattering terms, they're leaving these countries for rational reasons. And as much as I can, you know, say you shouldn't come here because you haven't gone through the right process. When the when the national government that we have sends them the message that if you get here, it'll be fine. Their choice becomes a very rational choice to make. You're living in squalor. You're you're living with cartels controlling your town, murdering people all over the place. Right. You want out. And you have a way to get out. And you've got a country that, from what you can best determine, is telling you that if you can get here, you're going to probably be allowed to stay. So what would you do to make a better life for your family, for your kids? The New York Post editorial board, they must have been listening to all the shows I've done over the years because they wrote about this today. I'm sure it's not coincidence at all. Um, As Americans even Democrats, understandably grow ever more furious at President Biden's open border policy. Don't forget to reserve your anger for him, the cartels, and the other true villains here. These illegal migrants are overwhelmingly just people responding to incentives, right? This is a rational decision. Even before Biden took office, 
he and his party sent the message that foreigners rightly saw as a grand invitation to come to America. Perfectly decent folk in countries that are facing deep poverty or under evil dictatorships, right? They quickly took up the offer. Who in their shoes would not? And as the border stayed open, the tides began coming from all over the world, which proves the problem was always border enforcement. Remember back in early 2021 when Team Biden pretended that the long-term answer was to have Kamala Harris get to the root causes of the crisis in Central America's Northern Triangle? Remember that? That's El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. Turns out that the root cause approach would require fixing the entire freaking world. And Kamala Harris didn't uh, apparently rise to that challenge. I'm as shocked as you are that a person who couldn't even get through like the first contest in her presidential primary couldn't solve all of the problems of the world. Anyway, for all of its supposed humanitarian motives, Biden's policy remains bitterly cruel. Make it here and you'll likely get to stay. But first, you've got to risk your life on a treacherous journey, possibly thousands of miles long through extremely harsh conditions. You'll face deceitful drug dealers, cutthroat coyotes, human sex traffickers, and other ruthless types. But once you get here, tell them what they've won. You want a temporary work permit. The crossing alone can be deadly. More than 890 people, a record number, died at the border in just the last year. Did you know that? Dehydration, drowning in the Rio Grande River, falling from heights. That's a 58% increase over the previous year, which was also, by the way, a record. And no one's even tracking the deaths along the way. That's just at the border. Oh, and by the way, people aren't tracking the rapes or other violence either along the way. And also, this doesn't account for the gotaways, the ones that we never have any interaction with. They just get away. But we know that terrorists are getting through, saboteurs are getting through. We know this because we catch some. Oh, and the drug cartels? Yeah, they're taking full advantage as well. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.